It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the party. I'm Sam Ekstrom of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Where do the Viking skill players rank amongst all NFL teams? We're going to find out. I'm Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings, proudly a safer driver than Ole Udo, allegedly. Hey, this is Arif Hassan with Pro Football Network. I did not know that I'd be doing a podcast with Sam and the lead singer of Nickelback today. Can we zoom in? Let's zoom in. Zoom in on Luke Braun. No. Look at that. Nope. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that photograph. This is... <laughs> Every time I do, it makes me laugh. Oh, it is making Locked me laugh. Locked on Sports Minnesota Please. Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. It's time for the Minnesota Football Party. It's your guys hanging out talking next-level Vikings football. So join in with Pro Football Network's Arif Hassan, Locked On Vikings' Luke Braun, Superior Sports Talk's Luke Inman, and Vikings insider Sam Ekstrom, plus the biggest names in Minnesota football for the Minnesota Football Party. And it starts now. It's a brand new week on the Minnesota football party here on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Happy Monday. I'm Sam Ekstrom. You can find me on Twitter at Sam Ekstrom. Joined, as I always am on Mondays, by Arif Hassan, a pro football network at Arif Hassan NFL. And Luke Braun, Locked On Vikings, Locked On Vikings postcast at Luke Braun NFL. Chad Kruger lookalike, Luke Braun joining us today. <laughs> Guys, looking forward to a good show. We're going to talk Vikings week links. On today's program, and I've got the Bill Barnwell skill position player rankings that we are going to pour over, and I'll have you guess where the Vikings rank. Also, Oli Udo cited for reckless driving multiple times. Uh, We'll discuss the ramifications there and uh, maybe end the show with some party fouls. Today, we are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make every moment more. Go to FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. And as always, you can find us free and available wherever you get podcasts. We're also on YouTube. We're on the SiriusXM app, Amazon Fire and Roku as well. Myriad ways to find the program. Guys, have you ever seen the uh, beloved game show, The Weakest Link? Of course. Uh, Yeah. Now, obviously, the old version with Anne Robinson is best because she was the snarkiest. She was British, and it just had a very... So is, there, is there a new version where you don't have like some British person yelling at you? Actually, yes. The new Jane version Lynch, is, right? with, is with Jane oh, Lynch. Oh, that's right. No, I've seen commercials for yeah. it. I, I and just... Jane Lynch is different. very good at being kind of cold and heartless. However, it's just very clearly scripted, like all of her remarks definitely came from a writing staff and Ooh, it's recorded yeah, in a very sterile studio where there are there's clearly no audience but they pump in lap laughs and claps and like they it just it's kind of sterilized for me a, a weakest link uh you know a uh connoisseur, connoisseur. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. a gourmand um, of the weakest link. <laughs> game show sommelier sam ekstrom that's, that's me <laughs> That's what they call me. Uh, Well, we're going to do a little weakest link um, Vikings edition. I want to go kind of by position group thinking of starters and key backups. I don't need you to people We project to make the roster, right? We're not just going to get rid of some like random second year undrafted free agent. Correct. Yeah. Let's think 53, man. Let's think guys that will like are likely to contribute to this team. Uh, What are the weakest links? Let's let's go over it. A couple positions I don't think we need to really delve into. Quarterback probably don't need to delve into, although we could. Um, they are probably keeping all three. So let let's just for the sake of completeness, let's go down the line. Quarterback weakest link. Arif, go. I'm going to go with Jaron Hall. I, I he hasn't played in the NFL. Nick Mullins, when he has played in the NFL, has actually played fairly well. So our presumption should be that he is an above average backup. I think it's fair to say that the average fifth round rookie is not an above average backup. That's somebody that I think 
can become good based on what we've seen, but I just think our prior should be that he's not good enough yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that has to be where we're at with uh, Jaron Hall, right? Like, I, I want to find a way, a reason to say something spicy, and I just kind of can't. Like, it's a very straightforward room. Nick Mullins is very for good. Like, yeah, for the role that he's too. in. Yeah, <laughs> whoever loses it is the weakest link. And I guess it, it status quo is that's Jaron Hall and it's on him to change it. Yeah. Do the Vikings necessarily have to declare a backup with the new third quarterback rule? If they're all active, yes. they do. Because one is a different kind of active. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So on, on the sheet, they hand out at, at yeah. 1030 a.m. Like. Right. If, it, let's it like if designate. Nick Mullins is QB two, technically Nick Mullins could go in just because they feel like it. Because you know Kirk Cousins threw right. five interceptions and got benched. But once you bring you in, couldn't do that with QB three. It has to be injury. Yeah. Okay. Good. Got it. Good clarification. Uh, I think I'm with you as well. You, you can't put the fifth round rookie ahead of the veteran backup until proven otherwise. And we've just seen nothing yet from Jaron Hall, even in practice, that would indicate that. Um, all right. Wide receiver. Weakest link. I would I would say that one through four. Now I don't I don't think it's not fair to Naylor. One through three, Jefferson, Addison, Osborne. So basically Addison or Osborne. Oh, so we're ignoring um, backups. Yeah. Well, then um, I'd say probably Osborne. I like him a lot. He's somebody that I talked up a lot last year. I think that he had a better year than a lot of people remember, uh, just because he was never huge in any particular game. He's he's a really valuable asset, but. You know, you got a first round pick, even if he is a rookie. Um, I think that the presumption is that he's going to be the uh, starter in two receiver sets. Uh, and I think that our expectation should be that a first round rookie plays better than Osborne did last year, which, again, is not a knock on how he played last year. But that's just kind of what that investment kind of demands. Yeah, Bron. If I if I'm if I have to stick to the top three. I think I'm going to go just again, like I'm going to default to the rookie until he proves otherwise, even though I fully expect him to. Um, but like in this current moment, present time, I would I would go with Addison. I, what if he never gets better? He's hurt the whole time or something. Or what if being injured for OTAs means he doesn't come along and he, he doesn't have uh you know any any role until week eight then he would be the weakest link right like so if they're if they're possible. fully healthy and started a game tomorrow who would you have as your second receiver uh osborne addison hasn't done anything okay. um even though like lots of time to do something and i'm, I'm sure we all fully expect him to he hasn't yet so i'm i'm going with that but i kind of want to do want to expand can i say jalen rager I, I mean, I thought we were going to do the whole go in, receiver group, and I was going to say Jalen Rager. So, like, no, you in, can. in a world where someone gets hurt and he has to go in, I'm extremely concerned about that. Last time that happened, he ran the wrong route twice and caused two interceptions. That that's totally fair if you want to go that route. I just didn't want to bury like the like Jaquel and Roy or Asezi Odomewo just because that's just too low hanging, you know, to say that they're the weakest link. But um, right. Yeah, but no, Rager probably will play and probably play badly. <laughs> right. Like, right. Like if, if, if they're they're Thomas, play, you're out of here. And by the way, Rager making the team far from a guarantee, right? Um, right yeah. But if he does have to go in and play, like there's there's a little bit of a bozo stuff there that I'm worried about. Yeah. It, and if you're comp if you're saving that last receiver spot for Powell or Rager, who do basically the same thing, I've loved Powell way more in the practices I've seen. Like I, I think that Powell has an edge for sure to win. Has that he job. gotten more second team reps? Yes. Yeah, and uh, I, I haven't, I haven't seen any of the practices. I personally would also prefer Powell because my understanding of him as a player is that he just doesn't make as many mental mistakes. And I think mm -hmm. um, the catastrophic nature of Jalen Rager's mistakes are are something that you have to watch out for. And so even if his upside is substantially better, and it probably is, right? Then um, I would I would still want to avoid that really low floor. You know the the fact that you know he could run a wrong route and something like that. I think that's just less likely to bring about. If if I'm choosing between Addison or Osborne, I think I would also go Addison like Braun. But you know, Osborne had kind of a Thelinian year last year. Like he was not very efficient. They had almost identical yards per route run. Um, I liked Osborne more at the end of the season because I thought he was healthier. Yeah. And say that again, Arif. 
Sorry, they rank like 94th and 98th. Like they were like, yeah, identical is, is yeah. Yeah, and kind of caught in the wake of a historic Justin Jefferson season too. Like I don't think you can look at that number specifically and circle it and say that that's the smoking gun. I still really like Osborne, and I think Osborne's going to have a good year. He's more durable at this point than Addison because Addison is hurt and Osborne really never has been. So I already um, like his availability but Addison clearly has the ceiling. I just I would I would put him weakest link right now. Um, let's go running back. I, I guess Kenny. <laughs> yeah. um, yes, it's Kenny. Well, I mean, you could say Dwayne McBride. I think that that's. I mean, Luke, you've been talking about putting rookies um, in a spot where they have to prove themselves first. But I, I'm going to say Kenny because Dwayne McBride has more running back experience at running back college and NFL combined. Um, and uh, I like his vision. I like his contact balance. I like his running back skills a lot more. Um, Ken a, um has done very little um, as, as a running back. I, I like him a lot as a returner and a special teams player. But I think that if I were to make cuts right now based off of pure running back capability and, um, you know, what what we know now, which is not very much, um, I would probably keep McBride over Kenne. The thing that is making me lean toward Kenne on this one is of all of the running backs, even just looking at Dwayne McBride's college tape where it's different and we'll see if that still holds in the preseason. Kenne's eyes are slow when he's like at the mesh point, he has the ball. He's still on his first gap. You watch Madison, you watch Chandler, you watch Dewey McBride in college. They're all several gaps through their zone reads by that point. And Kenny tends to lock in. And sometimes he'll be two, three steps after the mesh point when he actually makes a decision, makes a move. So there's a, a slowness to it. And at the running back position, things develop so lightning quick that that's kind of unacceptable. And I think that is the, primary reason that he didn't get more run i mean that was a question every week we all got right why isn't getting along with getting more run i think that is the answer to it so i i want to see that change before i believe in him a little bit more at uh running back uh but i, I think he's going to be primarily a special teamer um i mean yeah I could, I could just say you know hey rookie prove something again although i'm realizing that's going to make my answers really boring so i think i'm going to move off that <laughs> I, I feel like we're not making enough of the fact that in the last two seasons, Alexander Madison was almost a full yard per carry worse than Dalvin Cook. Alexander Madison, 3.7 yards per carry, over 208 attempts. Um, that's not great, guys. So, like, what we're expecting of Alexander Madison to be versus what he has been, that to me is a big red flag for Madison. If, if, um, if that statistic occurred... Only in games where Madison started, I think that you'd have a little bit more of a compelling argument. But to me, yards per carry is not that interesting of a statistic, generally speaking. Um, it can have some signal, like in the case where I just mentioned. But the problem, I think, is in games where Dalvin Cook is healthy, Madison very often plays a goal line role. And your yards per carry are just going to be lower in that situation. Um, and so, you know, his usage kind of helps dictate some of those other ancillary statistics. I think that there's a bunch of other statistics. He's worse than Dalvin that um, are less sensitive to usage concerns. Things like, you know, force missed tackles per carry yards after contact per attempt, stuff like that. Um, they're a little bit less sensitive to that. So I'm not saying that like, you know, they're identical or whatever. It's just, I don't think the difference is as dramatic as uh, the, the full yard in yards per carry. Um, difference makes it up to seem. Sam, what do you have? It looks like you've got some. Madison last year, negative 0.6 yards over expected per carry. Yeah, I mean, Dalvin was like negative point. He was negative point 0.1. Okay, yeah. Um, great. <laughs> Just great like, running game all around. Comparing yeah. to Dalvin is also a moot point. He uh, indeed is not a Viking. So... We're comparing him no, to and Ty no Chandler and Kenny Madison Long. Is as good as Dalvin either. Like I know that that's yeah. not being claimed here. It's more about cost. Um, yeah. If you so you're using uh, rushing yards over expected per carry by next gen stats. I assume um, PFF also has um, a version of it based off of PFF run blocking grades um, and you know all of the other kind of contextual factors. Um, and Madison and Cook were nearly identical, uh, near the bottom, but nearly identical. In, yeah. in the PFF version. 
Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I get what Sam's saying. Like, even though Devin Cook's not on the roster, the reason that you would bring this up is um, because it might underplay the talent problem that we might have at running back in a really significant way to the point where Madison might not, you know, be given the complete consideration as a starter or the strongest link. Like Ty Chandler, for example, might have, you know, enough every down upside, which I think a lot of us just kind of think of Ty Chandler as just like this, like receiving back. And that's kind of a, a good usage role for him, but he's like six feet tall, 215 pounds. I, I mean, you know, it's just the way that a lot of people talk about him. It makes it seem like, you know, hey, he's just going to be another receiving back. He's just a bigger Kennedy. Yeah, because like, he was really... like, his college thing was like, as a, a third down receiving, like that was when he had his best moments and a lot of good moments in like pass protection. But yeah, no, he can. Right, and then, then that's how the Vikings kind of used him in camp and stuff like that. So I get it. But like, yeah. he's he's like a 215-pound back. So he could become a, an every, every down back. And I get where, where Sam is going, is that Madison, when he's got the capability um, to take over an offense is one of the worst backs in the NFL. And so he might qualify as the weakest leg, but I, I, I don't because the, the yards per carry thing for Madison is super noisy. I'm done Sam, ripping Madison though, because apparently he is like an awesome cornhole player and actually was like in a tournament over the weekend and won. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Tyler Fortness wrote a whole thing about it. Um, <laughs> I have a question for you, Sam. Yeah. By the end of the season, who is RB1? Like, who gets the, assuming uh, everyone stays healthy, who gets the lion's share of snaps in, like, December? Like, mm-hmm. who who is the starter by then? Has, yeah. has one of these guys broken out and overtaken him? I think Chandler has the best chance. I agree Chandler I, has the best chance. I wouldn't be shocked. I, I like that Chandler. Yeah. How hype yeah. would, would Vikings sort of be if it was Debo? <laughs> there was a really interesting trade awesome. deadline, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kevin O'Connell, Shanahan pilled. Let's no, just no, go no, all no, the way no. to the bit. Dwayne McBride's nickname is Debo. Uh, no, no way. It's not D-Mac. No, it's Debo. It's oh. Debo. Yeah. No, I'm thinking Debo Samuel, and I'm standing by it. I mean, that would also be very funny. <laughs> I I doubt he would agree to a trade in a world where he's the running back. What if it was Dwayne Bow? That would be a Dwayne very Bowe? strange set of circumstances. Yeah, just, I'd be super hype if it was uh, McBride. That'd be super cool. Yeah, McBride in the three practices I've seen is struggling to keep up in the drills. Like he's like he can't do like the high knees and the ropes, mm. and he's confused about which way to turn. I think you he know, just doesn't know how to do the drills. You know who else had this problem? Derek Henry. Do you remember the videos of his <laughs> and what a bust he became? Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm just saying those videos that came out uh his rookie year, um, right before training camp of him doing all the drills and like mini camp and OTAs that were just like abysmal. I mean, they were just awful. Like he had difficulty turning, he didn't know where to go, he had t- trouble with like high mm-hmm. knees and like um, I think it's a, a running back coach just uh, was like really mad that everyone was making fun of him and went on Twitter and was like, Hey man, you didn't have to do any of this at Alabama. He just ran the ball. And everyone was like, is that enough? I don't like, that doesn't feel. And Dwayne McBride went to a school in Alabama. In so that Alabama. Yeah. That makes no, sense. It's the same thing really. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to make you guys choose between Johnny Munter, Nick Muse, which M U dot, dot, dot tight end is the weakest. I don't think we need to do that. Let's do offensive line. O-line, weakest link. You're really trying to avoid being mean-spirited in what is functionally a very mean-spirited game. <laughs> um, I Let's stick with the starters along the offensive line in the spirit of Sam's non-mean-spirited mean-spiritedness. Um, I'm going to go with Ed Ingram. I'm a huge Garrett Bradbury hater. Everyone knows that, that I have... Uh, a lot of problems with him. He did play a lot better last year than he has in previous years. I still think the PFF grade substantially overrates his level of play. Um, but Ingram, I, I, there's not much else to say. He's just abysmal. Yeah. Yeah. Ingram was clearly the worst one throughout the season last year. It feels like that's the the status quo. I, I did a whole thing where, yeah, this is like where I see that he got better as the year went on. And if that progresses, he might be able to overturn this. But that's a lot of maybes and ifs. Yeah, it is Ingram, but I also think there's a world where we do see kind of a sophomore medium leap 
from Ingram and Gradbury regresses back to who he was for years one, two, and three. And last year was maybe an anomaly for him. I think that that if you wanted possible. to get, if you wanted to get really spicy, you could say it's Brian O'Neill because he's not available. But that would be like really mean. <laughs> we think he starts on the the preseason pup. That's uh, yeah. the thing. I, I have no idea. I mean, they seem really optimistic. Yeah, it just I just feel like um, both for being careful and for cheating and adding another player onto the roster that you could evaluate, it would make sense mm-hmm. to start him on preseason pub. Aren't they sitting on a roster spot as well? Because when they got rid of Cook, 89. well, 90, because they, they have a freebie. They are. I, I haven't done 91, including the freebie. Yeah, I haven't done nearly my junior Aho um, research yet. I haven't watched him closely enough. I'm kind of frustrated at myself. You're playing that <laughs> French football tape. Yeah. Um, defensive weak links after I tell folks about FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook partner of Locked On and a partner of Major League Baseball. You can bet the baseball lines at FanDuel. Twins are underdogs in Atlanta tonight. Atlanta is minus 190 on the money line. You can find that line, the run lines, and so much more at FanDuel. Every line, every league, every game, it's all there. Very easy to use. Great promotions all the time, including the No Sweat First Bet. New customers get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If their first bet doesn't win, head to FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. FanDuel.com slash locked on. No Sweat First Bet. Bet Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Ooh, used with permission. Yeah, (laughs) fine print right there. Uh, defense, defensive line. Let's say uh, we do not include the outside linebackers. So down linemen. We- they are sitting on a roster spot, by the way. You're right. Yeah. All right. Marcus Peters. So so down linemen, that includes the edge rushers um, and will stick to the starters, you think? I was thinking not edge rushers. Let's leave that for linebackers. Oh, okay, sure. Because then you're just like choosing between Hicks and Asamoah. Um, okay, uh, so if we're sticking to starters and we assume that Dean Lowry and Harrison Phillips are definitely starting, um, so what, with Kyrus Tonga is the third one then? I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm willing, I'm willing to open <laughs> this one up to, to guys I think that if, you think will be in the rotation. Yeah, well, I think if, if there's two guys that are starters and one that we're not sure is a starter, it's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the John Mulaney joke. There's two words. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but what? So in the rotation is probably Jaqueline Roy and Jonathan Bullard and uh, Cesar Mewo, or probably will include that group as part of the. Because um, I, I sorry, I just don't have Ross Blacklock making the roster this year. Sorry. Yeah. I, I would probably, I mean, Odomewo showed like some pretty interesting stuff uh, near the end of the year. Uh, Bullard wasn't on the team for like a short period of time, right? Am I remembering that correctly? Uh, he was hurt. Yeah. Um, I just, man, I just did not love the Jaqueline Roy draft pick. I'm just going to go with that one. I'm really torn. I kind of want to just go with like, it's 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 either Tonga or Lowry for me as guys who will be like disappointing compared to their roles, especially Um, because they're both particularly inconsistent. Um, You mean like from year to year? No game to game. Cause Kyrie's Tonga showed some, some interesting stuff, but then like from a play to play perspective, like there were times where he would just get like washed like crazy. Um, And, and Dean Lowry had like what that one crazy streak in 2021 and then like disappeared. Like, so who is that going to be? Um, based on an innate Packers hate that is just kind of in my soul, I'll go with Dean Lowry. I too was going to go with him. Yeah. Um, Quasi likes to buy the dip. Sometimes he gets paid off like Zedarius, and sometimes they're just going to keep dipping. And I feel like he's gotten, gotten a little lucky on a couple of these bounce backs. Uh, Patrick Peterson, you know, perhaps another example I think that Lowry could maybe not be a, as huge a part of this rotation as we think. Um, so I'm going to go with Lowry. I, I love Tonga a lot. I really do. Um, so I'm going to go Lowry. 
This makes me think of Dayton Jones. And I think it's just the Packer thing, but also like yeah. defensive line. I was like, that... when you said it's the Packer hate, and I'm like, is are you traumatized by like Dayton Jones? Is that it? No, no, no. I just I just want to imply that anybody who is or was on the Packers is bad. Right, but it's just w- before you got into that, it made me think that you were upset about previous Packers washouts. Um, and so that's why I was thinking Dayton Jones. Or um going all the way back uh what was his name emmanuel bishop or something like that uh oh, desmond. Desmond, desmond bishop, bishop. yeah desmond bishop yeah vikings um, are still i think well over 500 in landing like impact packers but there yeah, have been I mean, a couple good examples zedaria smith uh some guy named uh, brett favry uh i would longwell, argue that charles that johnson longwell charles johnson <laughs> I, I would honestly argue, I mean, everyone knows that I've been a Greg Jennings truther for like the longest time. I would argue that he actually played pretty well <laughs> with the Vikings. With the quarterbacks that he was given, yeah. 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 Um, but it just, it didn't, he, he did, for whatever reason, didn't have a chemistry with Christian Ponder, so he had to go. <laughs> <laughs> terrible teams, terrible quarterbacks. We hate Greg Jennings. <laughs> um, Greg Jennings was great. I like I like dealing with him, actually. So the, uh, where are we at? Linebackers. This includes Edge. Uh, I mean. Can I say DJ it, Wanham? If, yeah. Heck if, yeah. Is, if he's included in the calculation, yeah. I mean. Yeah, is he included in this? Because it feels to me like. That's an edge. That's like if in the world where Daniil Hunter doesn't get traded, I honestly could see DJ Wanham like being a surprise cut. Where surprise you know, for that wouldn't be a year, surprise to me. It wouldn't. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, then there you go. But then also, uh, like right, right, does let me be traded, clear. Right now, I do project him to make the roster. If I were to construct a fifty-three, he's very likely to be on the fifty-three. It's just if he's cut, it would not shock me in the slightest. So take that guy, trade Daniel Hunter, and he is currently penciled in to start. This is like a disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> this is a problem. Yeah, it's it's a concern. Like if you end up with like the if if for example, you know, if Quasi's buying the dip, right? If the dip continues Marcus Davenport and DJ Wanham is the other starter, it's we get like three sacks. We are approaching post Yanni Kangakwe twenty twenty territory. Is is a Fetty available? <laughs> <laughs> for uh for uh the career of DJ Wanham. He has a pressure less than one in every 12 uh, pass rush snaps versus a good edge rusher like Micah Parsons is one in five. But also remember that DJ Wanham excels at getting unblocked sacks. So you have to consider that. It helps to play the Bears twice a year. That's an advantage that he gets. (laughs) Justin Fields will run into his arms. Yeah. Honestly, they, they should just so they should just roster him for those two games of the year, right? <laughs> like practice squad call up. <laughs> <Yeah>. Perfect. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! I love that idea. So, is that the universal answer, DJ Wanham? I think. Yeah, I mean, right if he if he's eligible, right? If we're going to count him as a likely fifty-three, a, yeah, yeah. A linebacker, yeah. If yeah. we are uh, just doing interior, I would say Jordan Hicks. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's no. Uh, likely 53 behind the starting two it's just like you could see any of those guys making it as a backup you could see troy dyer troy reader getting cut right um yeah, if, and so, if one of those two goes down who plays yeah i don't know like is it is is Quanku is ivan pace <laughs> right yeah i mean they they're gonna need to blitz right we just talked yeah. about it so. <laughs> troy like, reader's getting a lot of fascinating run battle to this me. spring for what it's worth. Um, but yeah, I, I would say probably Jordan Hicks. Otherwise, um, otherwise I'll, I'll go with Troy Dye if, if we're projecting out of 53. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's not a very inspiring position. How about cornerback? Do uh, I have to pick just one? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is it weird to pick Andrew Booth? <laughs> That's my guy. I, um, Booth. I, I don't love yeah. Makai Blackman. So I'm going to go with it's, that one. It's between those two for me, too. I think yeah. I'm going to go with Andrew Booth. I, I think all these corners will get in at some point. Just at, at some point, like guys will get injured. Guys will rotate. Mm-hmm. Brian you think Flores this cornerback group is going to get injured? This famously durable set of guys? <laughs> you think? 
Yeah, these 6'2", 210-pound uh, behemoths that populate the, the cornerback rip, you think they're going to get injured? The most durable of which is the one I'm also most concerned about his play on the field. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just did uh, a, a podcast about this group um, on Locked on Vikings. And about like right now, based on what we saw last year, uh, Caleb Evans is like a mile better than Andrew. Like there's so much improvement that we need to see from Andrew Booth just in being like assignment sound. I feel uh, so let alone footwork stuff. So it, it's a mess. And I mean, look, second year leap, it could happen. Maybe he comes in. He's a totally better guy, but he has to be a very different corner than the one we've seen so far yeah. for him to be. When, when did you start watch uh, Caleb and Andrew in the off season? Uh, yesterday. Okay, so because I remember saying like near the end of the season or at the beginning of the off season that I thought a Caleb played a lot better than Andrew Booth, and it's kind of nice to see a second pair of eyes. I think the eye test yeah. reveals uh, that as well. And the numbers Not didn't bear close. out Braun that way, right? Like the numbers, if you look at the analytics it, in the limited snaps, actually slightly favored Booth. But oh, I there's going to be Evans a huge sample size better. problem with that. I think Booth it was like, 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 it was like 100 to 140. It wasn't that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the problem is that there's always a sample size issue with coverage play, uh, and it and it gets magnified, you know, in the in the snap counts Mm -hmm. that they had. So, like, 100 pass attempts for a quarterback is pretty bad. It's not great, but for a cornerback, it is just almost nothing. Like, it's the sample size that you need to evaluate cornerback play is just substantially larger than most other positions. I'll give Booth this, and it is meant to sound exactly as passive aggressive as it sounds. He's a better cover two corner. Jesus, <laughs> I mean, wall off just... a guy better from in in squat. He's more physical. But... There's a fan base that still remembers what Zimmer said about cover two quarters. Man, that's that's rough. So. <laughs> Booth had a great week, didn't he? Bron, were you there? Were you watching Booth for like that one week at camp last year? Where he when was, he would uh... like make a great play and then he'd get yes. flagged on the next one. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I call that a great week. That. He had a certainly he was splashy. <laughs> yeah, a splashy week. A very easy week to pay attention to. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was awesome. If you steal like the you early headlines at camp, th- you can ride those the whole time. Like if you have the fast start, um, even if you suck for three weeks, you're still gonna be like, Oh yeah, this guy started really fast. Um, yeah, I also think it's booth and it's safety. Um, I'd go scene. Yeah, I think Lewis scene of the four. I mean, Jay Ward, probably, actually, but I think scene is uh, a little concerning. Um, I don't know if I would even count Jay Ward as a safety, but I guess he's listed as one, so whatever. Let's uh, let's count him as a safety for now. Um, I would say it's him, but I think that, that putting Lewis scene in that list makes sense. Um, I mean, he did not win the camp competition to start at the beginning of last year. Obviously, he got hurt after that. He is not winning the camp competition at the moment, as far as we can tell. Seems like Metellus is getting more run with the first team, although I I would be cautious about that just because Metellus is doing that as part of like a series of sub packages, right? And so it's not... Yeah, like how directly are they in competition with each other? Right, exactly. question that I don't know what to have the answer to. Yeah, so, but it, it is... It is another super soft data point that you can kind of nudge towards to say that, you know, maybe there are some concerns about this first round pick not playing like a first round pick. So I get it. Uh, I uh, and I did like the J Ward pick a little bit. Um, I think against consensus, it wasn't wonderful. Um, so I'm, I'm but I'm going to say that it is probably likely that a fourth round pick at safety that is meant to play kind of like as a as a swiss army knife or whatever you want to call it um is is probably a weaker link than the first round pick who is failing to meet expectations probably i don't know jay ward yeah. is just so small he, he's got to add some some weight hmm. in a big way and he likes to hit isn't his whole thing that he's a he's a hammer isn't that really sure, thing too? Surely this won't lead to a durability. There was um there was an unfortunate so yeah, it's the, the um the, the GM and the coach, you know, brought brought us together and showed us some uh some highlights of their their draft picks and told us about them a little bit. And one of their like top highlights of Jay Ward, it was a great play where he kind of read the quarterback's eyes, stepped in front of a throw, picked it off. But then at the end of the play, he got hurt. Like he took a hit and got hurt, and they quick cut off the video, but it was like, oh man, like 
that's the that's the shining example of Jay Ward, who I think is just like he plays his heart is big, but his frame is not. That is <laughs> the, the spirit is willing. Is the <laughs> remember, remember when Teddy had to go through some medical rejects and his heart was like literally too large, and everyone's like, "Yeah, that's a serious medical concern." And Teddy was like, "Yeah, I guess my heart's too big, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, no, that's a problem. He's like, I love the game too much. (laughs) No, we're concerned. (laughs) Um, So to Lewis Seen, Andrew Booth, DJ Wanham, and others, you're all the weakest links. Goodbye. And uh, after this, we'll find out where the Vikings... 30-man roster. (laughs) (laughs) Every weak link is gone. They just get, get relegated. Um, to the USFL. <laughs> to the minor leagues. Uh, skilled players ranked after. I remind folks that we're partnered with Sirius XM. You can find Locked on Sports Minnesota on the SXM app. Just search Locked on Sports Minnesota. Find our shows, the Ron Johnson Show, Minnesota Football Party, Minnesota Sports Rankum. You can also find the hometown broadcast like the Twins. They play the Braves tonight at 620. Just search Twins on the SXM app. Uh, love Bill Barnwell. He makes a lot of compelling lists. But also he writes well, like he does the at the aggregation thing or the SEO thing where, you know, you get the list and you get to say, man, where do we rank? This is fun. But then he writes really interesting stuff like within those rankings. So it's really the best of every world. Uh, Barnwell ranked all skill players for uh, the 32 NFL teams. Criteria being this is only about on field performance for 2023. So contracts not really included. Um, injury history and suspensions do matter. The focus is on elite players and a team's top five contributors. Efficiency matters. And that's it. So knowing all of that criteria, <laughs> where do you think the Vikings rank? Uh, so um, on skill position specifically? Skill, skill positions, tight end, running back, wide receiver. Uh, so if efficiency matters, um, I don't think he cares that much about running back. Um, it's just who Bill Barnwell is, right? Um, so not having Dalvin will hurt, but not substantially. Um, he's probably going to take the average performance of a first round receiver. He probably doesn't think too highly of KJ Osborne. I'm going to guess 10th. I was going to guess ninth for a lot of the same reasons. I don't think anybody who doesn't cover the Vikings has like a great sense for who KJ Osborne is. Right. Exactly. And I'm not sure the way that that the national like world has covered the Vikings. I don't know if any of them know that we drafted Jordan Addison. I like they don't care. It's, oh, it's Justin Jefferson and guys that shouldn't make a team. Like there's no discourse at all about Justin Jefferson and the well, compliment and how he compares to Thielen and all that. It's right. Well, I think some of it is just there was not a ton of pre-draft discussion about Jordan Addison like there was like with Jackson Smith and Jibba. Right. Like if they had drafted him instead, I think a lot of people would be talking about him as an ad. I think the same thing happened when Justin Jefferson was drafted by the Vikings. You know, a lot of people were talking about the big three. Right. Uh, and yeah, a little but, bit about Jalen Rager. Right. Because but, he was a surprise. But no one yeah. talked about Justin Jefferson. And the deal with that was everybody was like, wait, I thought Thielen was your slot. This doesn't make any sense. And the whole offseason right. was literally people being unable to answer that question, which was very funny in hindsight. And it was funny yes. at the time, too. Um. Yeah. So, so if, I'll go with ninth because ultimately Justin Jefferson carries you quite a bit. And I think people generally like TJ Hawkinson, especially if they play fantasy. Um, but I think that that underrates the Vikings skill group. All right. Well, Bill Barnwell exceeded your expectations, both Ooh. of you, ranked them sixth and nice. largely for the reason, Luke Braun, that you were dubious that he would consider. Jordan Addison, quote, Vikings also upgraded their biggest weakness this offseason by swapping out Adam Thielen for first round pick Jordan wow. Addison. Shots an fired take. at Thielen. Even, biggest weakness seems maybe he's only talking about position players. It seemed like a stretch. Even allowing for the wide range of outcomes we see from first round picks in their debut seasons, Thielen had grown long in the tooth. He ranked 83rd among 87 wideouts and yards per route run, just one spot ahead of teammate KJ Osborne. <laughs> Kirk Cousins' QBR was nearly <laughs> 20 points better with Thielen off the field in 2022. Addison should make an immediate impact across from Jefferson. He docks them from the top yes. five because That's of their lack of running back. 
play. So with with there's Dalvin, a, there's a little bad faith in there. We'll ignore that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's the Bartlewell knows better than to use a stat like that. But okay. <laughs> well, you it know, it sounds what? like he this. liked him as a top five if they had a better I, running back. Court. I'm just happy there's a take. Like right. whether your take yeah. is like if your take is, hey, Adam Thielen. He had he had gotten old. They needed to move on, and they spent a first round pick to do it. Good for you. And it's like that's a a strong take. Or even if it's the opposite, hey, they shouldn't have let go of Adam Thielen. Now they got this tiny little wiry dude that's not going to be like if, have a take on it. I, I've seen a lot of people do this thing and be like, it's Jefferson, and we don't even really know who else is there. It's like man, this is a first round pick. Dog, pay attention. <laughs> so I just I just want to like make it clear why I don't love that on off statistic with Adam Thielen. Just to kind of because I just dismissed it. It's because. That is a um, personnel and therefore contextual. You might as well just say uh, Kirk Cousins is really great in play action because what happens is that occurs in one receiver sets with heavy personnel where you're likely to run the ball and then you roll out and you throw in play action, right? Adam Thielen is going to be on the field more often on standard dropbacks. And so that that is probably a scheme statistic more than a personnel statistic. So that's that's why I wanted to just, you know, I realized that like I didn't let people know why I hated that stat. Yeah, <laughs> super fair. He also wasn't off the field lot that much, super small sample size. Uh yeah. family feud style, three strikes. Try to guess the top five skill position groups. Uh so Cincinnati Bengals, uh, Miami Rex. Dolphins. Uh Chiefs? hold on. No, hold on. Definitely not. Why would you say the Chiefs? What the fuck? Hold on. I don't, I, Patrick Mahomes is in my head. Ignore me. I will never. All right, you guys, <laughs> you guys need to agree. So we're going Bengals. Okay. That was a yes. What okay, the next and then guess? the Dolphins. Dolphins for sure, yeah. The Dolphins, no. Wow. What? Okay, Strike so one. buzz. Um, I'm struggling to think of other teams. Hang on. Uh, well, so he likes first round picks. What about Seattle? <laughs> yes. Oh wow. Okay. Seattle is number uh, four. Cincinnati was number two. Okay. Um, hmm. one, three, and five. Chargers? Yes. Yeah, good one. <laughs> We're Chargers just listing first round picks. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, well. but they also had like Keenan Allen and Mike. Yeah, Williams right. No, no, it makes like, sense. Like, okay, makes yeah, sense, they would yeah. like that. <laughs> one and three. Yeah, one and three. How are we not Chargers getting number five. one? Who's the number one Who's skill the... position group in the NFL? I, I feel like I'm going to hear Enfield. Oh, is the Eagles? Is it? It's got to be the Eagles. Oh, Eagles. Eagles are number three. Okay. Who's number one? <laughs> it's going to be totally off the wall. It'd be really funny if it did turn out to be the Chiefs and Barnwell was just like, yeah, clearly the skill position group doesn't matter here. So. <laughs> no. Um, Kadarius Tony breakout year. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, who's uh, to say? You could potentially make an argument for the 49ers, right? Oh, yeah. What about you? Could make an argument. That? Bill Barnwell did make an argument yeah, for the 49ers. 49ers. Okay. They are number, number one? one. Number one. Number for the one. Maybe the best tight Kittle, end. CMC, Debo. Maybe the best running back. It. Debo and Ayuk. Yeah. Yes. I would use check. I mean, that, that is a back. wonderful group to work with. I would I would take the Bengals group over that. Yeah. Fair enough. Doesn't matter. Bill Barnwell is the starting uh, tight end Irv Smith authority. in Cincinnati, right? Yes. Yeah, we don't have to talk about that. TE one. <laughs> let me let me see if Barnwell addressed that. I'll Going from Hayden Hurst to Irv Smith at tight end is a downgrade. The, yes. Uh, is he addressing Joe Mixon's availability concerns? Last season also looked like a step backward for Joe Mixon, who averaged three point nine yards per carry, which is the worst full season mark of his career. Blah 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 blah. There are questions about whether Mixon will be a cap casualty before the season. There you go. Well, that's what you meant. By I it. thought he took a restructure. No, uh, he's off-field concerns. Well, that too. Yes, contractually. <laughs> what, what what kind of availability? Speaking are we of about? off-field concerns, extremely broad about that. <laughs> what a convenient segue. Um, only Udo came out over the weekend. Kind of drove recklessly in the month of May. Um, kind of three reckless driving citations in one month, and another what? two for speeding. Wait, so five total? Is that what you're saying? I'm sure it was three incidents, and he got charged for both reckless driving and speeding ah. at the same time, but there are okay. five citations. Got um, it. Three of which are reckless driving, two of which are speeding. And 
you know, you can toss in the um, misdemeanor charges that were later dropped last year in uh, a Miami nightclub. Not a great stretch here for Ole Udo with his new coaching staff. Any impact, any ramification on on Ole Udo for um, these mishaps? Uh, Probably not unless it turns into a player conduct thing that affects his availability. Yeah, I, I think it, it, the Vikings are primarily going to try to determine whether or not, you know, he's going to be available for them. And I don't think that this really impacts his availability too much. I, mean, I don't think um, driving violations do it. No. That's as said, stupid I, as they are. It's like, don't get hurt, you idiot. But yeah, right. Um, I, I I don't see a place on the roster for him anyway. <laughs> That's the deal, right? Yeah. It's like, like they're not going to keep five tackles again. Right, exactly. So I, I, I think that um, the fact that he seems like, I don't know, Sam, has he been taking guard snaps or tackle snaps in, in minicamp? Tackle snaps, and he has occasionally been the one with Brian O'Neill out at right tackle. Interesting. Okay, yeah. Um, I think that probably... Is it, sorry, Luke, you're surprised by this? No, I just read... So that's like a true competition then for who gets the day one start if uh, Brian O'Neill isn't available. That's like yeah, more I interesting think, than I ever thought about it. Yeah, but I think Blake Brandle is going to win it. Like, I don't think that that's really a... Blake Brandle yeah, has, has been that. working at guard and tackle. They're trying to cross-train him, and he has not gotten in on that competition it's been yes, very so low and okay so oh, it's a fake low and udo okay, it's a yeah, fake competition so then uh, well that might be a who do we cut competition and yeah we'll exactly with the ones to see how you um so yeah so I, I i wonder if 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 none of these off-field things had happened for Oli udo whether it was driving or a nightclub thing i don't think it would affect like i think he would have gotten cut in the future if he gets cut i think he would have gotten cut either way i don't think that those will play a role so um yeah, I just there's not a ton of interior alignment on the roster, and I think that that's probably one reason they're cross training Blake Brandle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. And for reference, the the nightclub incident did not bring about any um, discipline from the team. They just kind of let things proceed. He didn't miss any time for that, so I would imagine they'll handle this uh, incident similarly. So if it were a tie between Udo and another guy, maybe it's a tiebreaker against him, but probably nothing that's going to linger too far. Like there's kind of two parts to this kind of, there's like the, how does this affect you via the player conduct policy and suspension and availability? This very like kind of cold calculated, how does this impact your actual value to the team and what games? And then there's like the, did you do something immoral? Mm-hmm. question of it which do, do we need which is in the nfl do we need to do something for pr and i don't think for moving like reckless driving violations you need to do anything to like save face pr wise it's going to be did you get suspended for reckless driving which i can't imagine but i don't know it feels like kind of pulling ping pong balls out of a big bowl sometimes so we'll see yeah it's a party foul to drive 97 in a 55 let's see if we have yeah. any other party fouls this week It's time to tell you who spilled their proverbial drink on the sofa. Get ready for this week's Party Foul. Biggest faux pas of the week. We'll go around the horn. And uh, I'll start. I think anybody who gets caught up in the debate of when U.S. Bank Stadium was louder, the Taylor Swift concert, or the Minneapolis Miracle, or any Vikings game. Uh, okay, Collar, Collar did this on purpose. I'm just anyone say, who, oh, who engages, on. and this is not this isn't a shot at, at Collar. I've seen both sides. He was kind of pro Swift. I've seen other Vikings Twitter guys very you know in favor of the Vikings. If you're on either side, I, I think that it's a dumb debate oh because God. this is a hobbies. Please, this is no such a recency. Anything. It's the most recency bias argument ever. To say that arena was the loudest it's ever been after you've just experienced it. It's the most recency bias argument. It has absolutely no bearing or weight on anything. It's it's impossible to solve. So why are we fighting about it? Um, great point, Sam. The answer is obviously a Taylor Swift concert. This, I can't even believe this is a discussion. It's an but, event designed to be loud. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, look. <laughs> the whole point of it. Um, so my party foul is on uh, Tyler Forness, who is about to record his 100th episode of his podcast. You could have gotten out of the content game <laughs> way sooner than that, man. 
the fact that you've kept going is just ridiculous. I cannot believe you. Party foul on you for continuing to be a Vikings content creator. How many articles do you think he's written? He just also celebrated a milestone here. Um, he, I mean, he just published one, I think, for for my site, right? Or my sister's site, College Football Network. Um, but I have no idea. What's his milestone on writing? I believe it was uh, the number was 2,500. <laughs> Huge party foul. Oh, my God. It's he's beyond saving. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats, Tyler. <laughs> Congrats, Tyler. You're, you're doomed. <laughs> uh, my party foul goes just generally to the uh, the aggregator news accounts like NFL Rooms or Rookie Watch or whatever uh, that will <laughs> frequently just kind of make crap up and get like thousands of, of engagements. Uh these are, I think, monetizable accounts. I think they could also do like ads. Like this is something that somebody can actually profit off of because people are too stupid to realize that these are lying to you. They are just making yeah, stuff up. And yeah, yeah. So to especially you. like Rookie Watch will just one hundred, just a lie, just one hundred percent, like just like make up a story with like dialogue in it, just a crazy, just, just absolute lie. Yeah, just not even verified, not sourced. Yeah. Um, so I'll say this about like Dove Kleiman and ML football and whatever. They bother me. They mischaracterize things sometimes. They overemphasize unimportant details for sensationalism, but they don't lie. Uh, in particular, lies. I'm looking at NFL Rooms right now, who yesterday posted a tweet that said Jordan Addison has impressed coaches and teammates and is trending so to start dumb. the season, which just can't be true. He only participated in rookie minicamp. That literally can't be the case. We haven't. He is. He's has been on the sideline. How in the yep. world can you, like what? <laughs> there was a, a quote from O'Connell after minicamp, like, "Oh, he's picking up the playbook, great." But like, if if that's the the best faith case I can make is that you're making that reach. I, I am begging you to learn how to fish. Yeah, I, I that was blown away by that. And that people latched onto it. Block these accounts. You don't need them. You will see the news everywhere else. Yeah. And make sure you're being responsible. Make sure you look for the blue check mark. Oh. Right. <laughs> make sure you look for the lack of blue check mark. <laughs> uh, he's Luke Braun. He's the Locked on Vikings host, Al Luke Braun NFL, Arifasan Pro Football Network. Adderi Fasan NFL. Tomorrow, Luke Inman rejoins the fold. We'll talk more Vikings football. I'm Sam Ekstrom at Sam Ekstrom. Leave a comment down below. Uh, subscribe to Lockdown Sports Minnesota. We'd appreciate that. And uh, thank you so much for watching and listening today on the Minnesota Football Party. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.